Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and hit winners. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on a 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an All-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Chicago Sports Betting Show. Touchdown, Ohio State. There are some folks who are celebrating and others who are saying, you've got to be kidding. You kind of know what I'm thinking about. Over or under? Under would be the key word. Hello? Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Saturday mornings on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. It is early odds on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago Sports Station. Broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Joe Ostrowski off today. I'm Eli Herskovich, in for the next hour, talking a lot of NBA, a lot of college basketball with you. Of course, a sports betting slant on 670 The Score. And Joe Ostrowski is the host of BetQL, uh, BetQL Daily, a part of the BetQL Audio Network, weekdays from 9 to noon on BetQL Audio Network and the Radio.com app. We also have You Better You Bet with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley weeknights from 3 to 7 on the BetQL Audio Network. And now the BetQL U College Basketball Podcast. And I'll be bringing on one of my co-hosts on the show later in about 30 minutes. But first up, in about five minutes, Vic Choksi from BetQL and Radio.com will join me to talk NBA He has a prop article out every single day, breaking down the NBA player prop world. So we'll talk with Vic about NBA player props and uh, NBA futures in about five minutes or so. Thomas Casale, my co-host of BetQLU, joins me in about 25 minutes to break down today's college basketball card. If you don't know me, if you didn't hear me on the score like three or four years ago talking college basketball during March Madness, that is my sport, that is my jam when I bet on Uh, When I bet, and uh, college basketball has a monster card today. So we'll break it all down with Thomas Casale at about 825. And then right after that, I'll break down my college basketball bets. Sean Anderson producing today on 670 The Score. So before we bring in Vic talking NBA, and I mentioned what we're doing on the BetQL Audio Network. Mitch Rosen, a big part of that. Big thanks to him for letting me fill in for, for Joe O today. Illinois, in terms of college basketball, a big win last night against Nebraska. They were 14-point favorites. 
They didn't cover the line. They won by five in overtime. But Io DeSumo put up 31 points, scored 17 of Illinois' last 21 points. And that's one of those wins where if you're an Illinois diehard fan, you say, well, Illinois should have won that game. They should have covered the spread against a really uh, really bad Nebraska team. Yes, but in terms of what that win meant for Illinois, they stayed in the hunt for the number one seed, for a number one seed, in about a month come the NCAA tournament. And Io DeSumo looked like one of those players that could take over down the stretch. I know Luca Garza for Iowa might get that Naismith Player of the Year, probably the best big in college basketball. And you can make the case he is the best player in college basketball. But if you don't know much about Illinois basketball, and we can't really talk about it from a betting sense today. They're not playing later today. Can't really tell you what to bet on Illinois from a game-by-game perspective right now. But if you're outside of the state, if you're listening online, and you could bet on Illinois to win the title at 20-1, to better than what they were to open the season at around 12 or 14-1, to this team has the pieces. I mentioned DeSumo, again, dominated down the stretch against a bad Nebraska team, but he took over when Illinois needed him the most. Defensively, they came up big down the stretch. Kofi Coburn, one of the best bigs in college basketball, had 21 points and 10 rebounds. They have shooters all over the place. For the first time, really, in Brand Underwood's tenure at Illinois, Adam Miller, a Chicagoland product like Io DeSumo, and Trent Frazier, who's been there for three or four years at the point guard spot. Io handles the ball down the stretch, but he could really space the floor. So I'm, I'm really high in Illinois in terms of if you don't have a college basketball title future right now and you're outside of the state because, well, you can't bet on Illinois sports, at least collegiately, in the state of Illinois. It's pretty ridiculous. But we will continue to talk college basketball later on in the hour. Again, it's early odds. Myself, Eli Herskovich, in for Joe Ostrowski, broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios. And now it's time to head out to the Score Hotline, presented by Alpamani Ford. Alpamani Ford in Melrose Park on North Avenue, or APFord.com. Time to bring in Vic Choksi, a content producer for BeckQL and, of course, Radio.com Sports. You can follow Vic on Twitter at DocSquad33. What's going on this morning, Vic? What's going on, Eli? Thanks for having me on, buddy. Of course. And let's start off with a local perspective with the NBA. The Bulls lose last night to the Clippers. Clippers come to the UC and cover the minus 7.5. Where have you found value betting on the Bulls this season, Vic? I've actually liked them on the road, and uh, it's interesting because they're a younger team. Sometimes you would think maybe they play better at home, but you know, without the fans this year, they they've actually been doing well on the road. They're eight and three against the spread, even though they're six and six straight up. And so those are the times I I like to find them in in that kind of spot. In terms of player props, I know you're breaking down a daily player prop article on BetQL and Radio.com Sports as well. Zach Levine, I know he didn't go over his point total last night, but hit the over in rebounds and assists. Specifically with Levine, is there value there on a game-by-game basis? It is. You know, points is something I look at all the time with him. He's 7th in the league in scoring, right? Uh, 65% true shooting percentage. He's 13th in the league in that. But I try to look for, again, when I do these player prop things, I, I do a bunch of different things, whether it's projections, trying to find some matchups, some defenses players can exploit. But Usually I like to look at his uh, three-point overs or his point total overs. That's what I'm looking at. But you're right. Rebounding-wise, he has been pretty strong, especially as of late. So, you know, it's just a game-to-game basis when I do these player prop articles. Tonight, I am looking, and maybe we'll talk about tonight in a little bit, but I'm I'm looking at some uh, Warriors point total props because, 
again, the Nets are another team that just play putrid defense, trying to exploit them a little bit. I, I like Andrew Wiggins going over his point total tonight. All right, so we'll save the rest of the, of the Nets-Warriors breakdown for a little bit, Vic, but I want to break down your process with player props. You kind of mentioned it a little bit there and in the beginning, but what goes into that for you? Because the why is really important when people are trying to learn to how to how to make value and how to bet on sports. Definitely. I mean, first things first, I go through the entire slate. I try to see if there's, you know, teams that I like, players that I like, going through injuries, especially in today's age with the pandemic, with, you know, last-minute scratches due to injuries or guys sitting out, load management or COVID stuff. That takes a little bit of time. I have a couple of different projection models that I use as well. And so I start there, just going through the entire slate. Then I start to narrow it down. If I get a few guys on the list, I go through some stats. I I like to then go through team defense and see if there's any mismatches, like if they're bad at giving up three-pointers or if they're, you know, getting beat inside or they give up a lot of extra points via the rebound. Like last night was a good example. Zion Williamson, I took his point total over just because they were going up against the Mavericks and Mavericks, as of late, has been bad. They've been giving up a lot of second-chance opportunities. So just kind of going through that process on a daily basis, I start the night before, uh, like I said, and that's why that Wiggins one popped out a little bit. But then when it comes to the day, just going through that again, narrowing it down. And I like to find three or four. I don't do a bunch every day, but three or four of my best ones. I put the same amount of money on it every single day, and then we write it up on BetQL. So you can always find the Daily Prop article there as well. And I want to get to an NBA futures market in just a second, but are you ready to make it rain? 30 days, 30 games, $3 million in free bets given away to PointsBet customers by Paige Baranek. Download the PointsBet app to find out more. And as we look at some of these NBA futures, Vic, on PointsBet, Donovan Mitchell, 100-1 to in the NBA MVP futures market. LeBron James, still the odds-on favorite at plus 250. Joel Embiid next up at plus 400. Then it's Jokic for the Nuggets at plus 400. Plus 500, uh, Luka Doncic for the Mavs, who's kind of off to a slow start, but the Mavs starting to turn it around a little bit at plus 600. Durant for the Nets right behind him at plus 800. Would you recommend the audience here in Chicago and listening on 670thescore.com and the radio.com app to bet on Donovan Mitchell, the Utah Jazz, the best record in the NBA for the Utah Jazz at 101? Yes. And it's funny you bring up Spider Mitchell because I'm actually sitting on a plus. 8,000 MVP ticket on him from before the season. So uh, I'm definitely rooting for the guy. I mean, right now it it does look like LeBron and some of the guys that you mentioned are, you know, up there and probably LeBron, the narrative is going to be how good he's playing in this season. Um, But I like Spider-Man that the jazz are underrated. I know not a lot of people are talking about them, even locally, nationally, but they're 21 and five, best record in the West. The Jazz won six in a row. Donovan Mitchell's having a really good season. He's the engine that makes that team go. He's scoring 24 a game, five assists a game, four boards a game. So at that price, I do like them. Of course, I like them better at my MVP ticket price. But at 100 to one, it's worth a sprinkle because you just never know. Especially in a season like this, we've seen crazier things happen if some injuries go down. But If the Jazz finish first in the West, it might be a little bit like that Derrick Rose season. If you remember when the Bulls, you know, finished one in the East, LeBron still had an amazing season. And when you look at it statistically, maybe LeBron should have gotten it. But again, it's all about narratives, especially when it comes to the NBA. 
And so that's why I do think there's some value on the Donovan Mitchell at 100 to 1 right now. It's a great point, and that's the way the voters think as well. So the Utah Jazz in the NBA title futures market sitting at 16 to 1. The Lakers still the odds on favorite at plus 250, the same odds uh, as LeBron James to win MVP. Brooklyn Nets are plus 350 to win the title. The Clippers are plus 500. I go back to last year's NBA playoffs in the bubble, Vic, where Utah was one game away, one shot away, a Mike Conley heave from beating the Nuggets in the first round to advance to face the Clippers. So you're one game away. You don't have Bogdanovich. And the odds are 16-1, to 1, even though they were a little higher about a, a few weeks ago at 25-1. to 1. Is there value in a Utah Jazz NBA title future at 16-1, to 1, even though you still have to get through the Lakers and the Clippers? Again, you, you brought up a perfect reason why the answer is yes. And again, we just talked about Donovan Mitchell a little bit. But last year's team was one shot away. I do think they would have beaten the Clippers just because the Clippers weren't right. So, you know, they were one shot away from making the Western Conference Finals. And they're actually better this year, right? Like, like you said, they've added a really good player. They have better team chemistry this year. You can see it on the court. Donovan Mitchell's playing well. They love their coach. So, yes, I, I do see some value, at, especially at those odds. And, and when you're looking at this point of the season, you're trying to really find value there, right? And so, again, betting on the Lakers or, or the Nets, that's something you should have probably done a little bit earlier before the season started. So if you're looking for a team that presents you value for 10 to 1 or greater, the Jazz definitely do stick out there. The Bulls are plus 250 or 250 to 1 to win the title. And, you know, you probably shouldn't bet that. But if we're looking at the rest of the futures market, Vic, um, the Nets are a very intriguing team in the Eastern Conference at plus 350 to win the title. They've had their struggles, obviously, injuries along the way here. What do you make of Brooklyn's long-term prospects to come out of the East? Or do you like the 76ers at 14 to 1 to win the title? That's a really good question. I actually like the Nets, man. At the end of the day, when it comes to the playoffs, especially in the NBA, it's it's all about the superstars, right? And I really do think before the deadline, when it's all said and done, that some veterans are going to go to the Nets to try to win a title. So right now they have some holes on in depth. They have some weakness on defense. They need a rim protector, but I think they're going to be able to fill out the roster. There's always going to be guys that are trying to chase a ring, there's going to be some action at the trade deadline. There's going to be some veterans that get cut. So I'm still not sold on the 76ers or the Bucks. And, and I like those teams. I like watching them play. I'm actually rooting for them to make it. But at the end of the day, if there's one team with those three guys, just offensively, it's like pick your poison. They're just that good. And so I really do think the Nets come out of the East, even with all the chemistry issues that people want to bring up or you know just with their defensive struggles I still think the Nets can make it out of the east and what would be more exciting than Nets Lakers finals and the betting market is obviously still pretty high on them not only in the title futures market at plus 350 on points bet but they're four and a half point favorites tonight against the Warriors Golden State plus 148 on the money line total of 243 and a half in that game so you mentioned a prop Andrew Wiggins going into that Nets Warriors game. Anything else stand out uh, in, in the marquee game on tonight's NBA card? Yeah, call me crazy. I like the Warriors tonight. I, I think they can win this game straight up. I know I just hyped up the Nets, uh, but again, it's just the regular season. It's all situationally based, but I like Andrew Wiggins going over his point total uh, on DraftKings points bet. Wherever you look, his point total is 19 and a half right now. And then 
the Warriors are plus four and a half tonight at home. So I'll definitely be playing those two picks in that game. One game, and I know we keep harping on the Jazz and keep talking about them, but they're five-point favorites tonight against the Heat. Miami is plus 170 on the money line, total of 218 in that game. Any sort of a letdown here for Utah from what we've seen, especially going back to last night where they beat the Bucks pretty handily, and Miami is starting to play better basketball. They are. I do like Miami in this spot. I still got to do research. The thing with the Heat is is their lineup with all the injuries and COVID stuff that they're going through, right? So need to look and see who's actually suiting up for them. But now that Jimmy Buckets is back, they are playing better basketball, which is only natural. They got their best player back. They're getting some of their other guys back in the rotation. They were so depleted this year. So I do think there's some value in the heat tonight at plus five. It's just about checking in a little later today to really see who's suiting up for them. It is early odds on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago Sports Station. Joe Ostrowski off, well-deserved weekend off. Myself, Eli Herskovich, in talking to Vic Choksi from BeckQL. You can download the BeckQL app today to beat the sports books, and, of course, from Radio.com, too. So what else stands out, Vic, uh, besides those two games? Anything else on the NBA card, whether it's a side total or player prop? I, I like the Warriors-Nets over. I know it's a little bit uh, of a square play in a way, and that point total is just super high. But look at that uh, Pelicans-Mavs game last night. Uh, there was At one point, I thought they might hit 280 total points. So it's just the scoring's been insane. I see these teams going back and forth. Steph should have a monster game tonight, as will some of the, the Nets the superstars. So I like the over in that game. So I'll be playing the Warriors the over, and that Andrew Wiggins prop. So NBA-wise, that's what I have tonight. I wanted to ask you a question before I part because you guys, you and Tom are the college basketball experts, and I'm looking forward to your BetQL University show today. Tell me what you think about that LSU game. Ooh, Tennessee LSU. I'm going to tell you this, Vic. I'm going to tease it and say we're going to talk about it later today on BetQLU on Twitter and Facebook coming up uh, in about, what, like two hours or so. On Twitter and Facebook, you could download, subscribe to the BetQLU podcast. So you know what, Dick? You're going to have to wait for that answer, okay? Perfect. I love it. I'll definitely be tuning in. Thanks, Vic. That's Vic Choksi at DocSquad33 on Twitter, content producer for BetQL and Radio.com Sports. So when we come back, Joe Ostrowski again off myself, Eli Herskovich, in on 670 The Score. We'll talk with another member of the BetQL team, the managing editor of sports betting for Radio.com Sports. His name is Thomas Gusali, and he's my co-host on BetQLU, breaking down college basketball for the next 20 minutes or so, just a five-minute break. We'll be back on 670 The Score at 670thescore.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What song is this? John. Okay. I'll take it. It is early odds on 670 The Score at 670thescore.com. Chicago Sports Station, Joe Ostrowski off. Myself, Eli Herskovich, in for the next 40, 30 minutes. And we're going to talk some college basketball here on early odds. Of course, early odds is a part of the BetQL Audio Network and on 670 The Score as well. You can check out other shows on the BetQL Audio Network. Joe Ostrowski's other show who's off today. Uh, BetQL Daily, weekdays from 9 to noon on the BetQL Audio Network. You Better You Bet uh, with Nick Costos and Kent Barkley from 3 to 7 on the BetQL Audio Network. And then BetQLU, the newest show, sports betting show, part of BetQL, college basketball show with myself and Thomas Casale. We'll be live on Twitter at about 10 a.m. breaking down today's college basketball card. But how about a little BetQL pregame, BetQLU pregame on the score. Thomas Casale, you can follow him on Twitter at the Tom. Casali, the managing editor of sports betting for BetQL. Tom, how much are you curling this morning? Uh, about 175 this morning. I'm a little tired. Wow. I got I got some five-pound weights in the studio, so you got me uh, Got me beat there. Yeah, no, uh, I, I feel good. Uh, it's uh, another big day at college basketball. Can't wait to get into it. All right, man. So let's break down the card here. And again, BetQLU, a presentation of the BetQL Audio Network, will be live on Twitter from 10 to 11, breaking down college basketball. But first up here on the score, man, want to get your thoughts on some of these big games. But starting off with last night, Illinois, a huge win against Nebraska. And I started off the show with this. I get it. Some people might say, okay, Illinois was a 14-point favorite, closed 14, opened 14 and a half at Nebraska last night. How do they only win by five in overtime? But Iodosumu flat out took over down the stretch. 
Illinois is 20 to 1 in the title futures market. Tom, would you say that's a good bet right now uh, in terms of betting on a team to win the national title for college basketball? I would, and the thing is, is you know, I, I don't get too caught too caught up in these games. They're eighteen and nineteen year old kids. Uh, they're not going to be up for every game. I, you know, I think we get too too critical of, the, of these meaningless games on Friday nights. The bottom line is, in the tournament, can this team make a run? And the answer is yes. Dusumu, I mean, he's going to be a star in March. Uh, he takes over games late, and that's what you need to win. I mean, overall, they're a quality team. Uh, I think they're one of the few teams that could be Zaga uh, or Baylor. We saw them play Baylor. It was close most of the way. Uh, and that was earlier in the year, too. You know, I, I, I really liked Baylor in that matchup because of their experience at that point. But I thought I saw enough from Illinois in that game to say if they played again, they could pull the upset. So I do believe they're one of the handful of teams that could win it all in March. And you mentioned Baylor and Gonzaga. Right now, PointsBet has an offer, a three-way title line. Gonzaga plus 300, Baylor plus 450, and the field minus 200 to win the title come early April, assuming it doesn't get pushed back. Among those three choices, Baylor at plus 450, Gonzaga plus 300, and the field minus 200, what would you bet? I, I like Baylor. I think they're the best team in college basketball. I mean, they're blowing everybody out. They've played a tough schedule. They're the most experienced team. I think they have I think they have that chip on their shoulder from last year, you know, not, not going to the tournament. Um, I just like everything about that team. Now, there's outside factors here, right? Baylor's not playing for a couple weeks because of COVID. Uh, if the week before the tournament, if they go on pause, does that hurt them? So things like that do come into play. But if you're asking me which team do I think is going to win the title, I think it's Baylor. And if they play Gonzaga, I'll have a substantial bet on the Bears. And you mentioned the COVID layoff for Baylor. How has that affected your college basketball handicapping process this year? I mean, it's been tough. You know me. I'm Mr. Patriot League. Uh, The Patriot (laughs) League gets down to one game a week, right? Like, you know, just to give you an example of a game, like Colgate's minus four over Army. That's good value on Colgate, but Colgate hasn't played in three weeks. So, I, you know, what, what do we, I don't know what to expect from them. You know, a team like Michigan, Michigan destroyed Wisconsin earlier this year. We know we had Wisconsin. The, they absolutely routed them. Now they're coming back tomorrow and they're playing Wisconsin. I, I'm not going to, that's too, I, I sided with Wisconsin in that game because Michigan's been off for a while. Florida State today coming back. 13-point favorite over Wake Forest. I mean, normal circumstances, they destroy Wake Forest. So I think it does come into play. I don't think it always ends up that way. Uh, you know, a, a game we were on a couple last week was the Boston College-NC State game. Now, Boston College was out for a month, and they don't have any talent anyway. That's when I think you fade a team. Like, Florida State's better than Wake Forest. So, yeah, maybe they start off slow, but they could also turn it on in the second half. So I think when you have a team that isn't that talented to begin with coming off a month layoff, that's when you want to fade them. So let's stay local here, Tom. We mentioned Illinois. We talked some national title futures. Loyola Chicago is one of the best teams, not only in the Missouri Valley, not only among the major schools, but in college basketball, believe it or not. They are one of the best defensive teams right now on Kempom, which is a tremendous college basketball resource if you're looking for advanced metrics. Loyola Chicago is sitting at around a four and a half, five point favorite at Drake. Drake's big is out for today. So you would think Cam Crutwig, a local product, should be able to expose Drake down low. Is that too many points, though, against a pretty good Drake shooting team? 
Yeah, it's too many for me. The, I think Loyola's going to win the game, but you know, this, these are two quality mid-major teams going against each other, Loyola on the road. I'm going to wait the first game out. Loyola's been devastating on the second game of a back-to-back. So I, if this game's close, I'm going to play them tomorrow against Drake. So th- th- this is a game, I, these are two games I just really want to watch. I do think Loyola's the better team. I think they can do some damage in March. So uh, it's going to be two good games. And you said you went local, but I thought you were going to talk about Northwestern getting eight points. I kind of like Northwestern today against your Rutgers team. How about outright, baby? Give me Northwestern. Yikes. You know me, Tom. The biggest question that I'm going to ask you to, uh, to you today on BetQLU, when does Northwestern, when does uh, Rutgers play? Who do they play? Because you know I'm probably going to have a bet on Rutgers anytime they're playing college basketball. But... I can't bet on them in the state of Illinois. Quick perspective, Tom, for you, because you're out in New York. I'm actually happy you brought that up. You're out in New York. Sports betting is not legal there. It's legal here in the state of Illinois, but you can't bet on Illinois collegiate teams, which is ridiculous. I know you're pissed off because you can't bet on sports in general out in New York, at least legally. Yeah, I just think it's all a big joke. You know, I mentioned to you yesterday about one of my stocks that had uh, ballooned up, right? Now I'm sitting here, and I'm not a big stock guy, but I'm sitting here staring at the stock all day. So I just think it's funny because we're talking about thousands of dollars with a stock compared to betting 100, 100 bucks on a basketball game. Like, that's m- much more addictive, and we've been able to do that for 100 years. I just think it's nonsense. You know, people have rough lives. They want to bet $50 on the, on the damn Giants, right? So it doesn't make any sense to me at all. And when, then when you do, the, the hard thing about these states is when they do get sports betting, then they got these crazy rules. Like you can't bet on uh, Northwestern in, in, or you can't bet on Illinois in, in the state. Of, in the state, It just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. That, that will never, ever, ever impact point shaving ever. So it doesn't, it's just nonsense. Yeah. And I know Joe Ostrowski was talking about it this week on BetQL Daily. Well, some of these colleges are, I mean, all of these colleges are making their students play basketball unless they opt out, but they're still playing college basketball this year. So why can't you bet on it? Like they're taking a risk. These colleges are for these students by playing college basketball in general. Why can't we bet on it? Um, I want to go back to the Big Ten here. Ohio State, a six and a half point favorite today against Indiana. Speaking of Northwestern, a Northwestern team that led for all but 14 seconds through regulation and the first overtime against Indiana. I think uh, the Hoosiers finished that uh, regulation on a 6-0 run, 8-0 run to hit overtime. Then they won it in double overtime. Can Indiana cover the 6.5 against Ohio State or a top uh, top five team in the Buckeyes? Are they too strong, and will they dominate the Hoosiers today, Tom? Yeah, this is an interesting matchup. I know we were kind of looking at that Indiana-Northwestern game, uh, seeing how it went when it went into double overtime. The it, we kind of scratched off Indiana for today, but you know Indiana plays a lot of close games. They've got like four or five overtime games this year. They've had a couple of double overtime. Uh, they're not an easy team to blow out. Uh, I think they're better than their record, but boy, Ohio State is playing well. Uh, it's uh, I think that line is about right. I'd make it about six, so you're getting maybe a little value on Indiana. If that Indiana-Northwestern game had gone differently, I'd have probably sided with Indiana here. But I'm going to lay off here. But I do think Indiana going forward in general, when they're getting points like this, is a pretty good bet. I'm with you. And if you go back to that Indiana-Iowa game, yes, going back to last Sunday, that is the day of the Super Bowl. Yes, Luca Garza, one of the best bigs in college basketball, mentioned him earlier in terms of the competition with Iowa DeSumo to win Naismith Player of the Year. I think it's a two-player race right now between Iowa and Luca Garza. 
Garza got in foul trouble in that game, but Race Thompson, one of Indiana's bigs, really held him down down low and uh, limited his production in the paint. So if Thompson's able to do the same thing against EJ Liddell, I know you could say Brack uh, Key for Ohio State could be uh, a tough matchup for uh, Trace Jackson Davis, who's one of the best bigs in the Big Ten and in college basketball. But I'm with you. I think getting over, or at least a lean, over six over uh, two possessions against this Ohio State team catching six, six and a half. This line might hit seven. I know it hit seven late last night, and it's the juice is going that way today too. So a lean for Tom and I to Indiana against the Buckeyes on the road in Columbus. Now going in chronological order here, Tom, Auburn at Kentucky. Kentucky minus one and a half, Kentucky minus two, depending on the book. Please don't tell me you're going to be back in the Wildcats later today. Uh, yeah, this, this is a tough one, you know, and it just actually went to two and a half in, at my book when I, when I tried to put it in. So, uh, yeah, I got it at one and a half. Um, two is about the limit for me. I don't want to go too much more than that with Kentucky. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like Kentucky's been playing a little bit better recently. They should have beat Arkansas uh, in the last game. It's, they've lost two in a row at home. This is their third straight road, uh, home game. You know, I, I, this is a pretty even game for me. I don't know. I don't have any big insight on this game, but I, I do feel it's a nice spot for Kentucky. I, I think they get a. It's been a tough year for the Cats. Uh, Auburn, uh, they haven't been playing that great either. Just one, just beat Vanderbilt, but Vanderbilt's garbage. And now coming into Kentucky, I, I think Kentucky gets a win here today at home. Broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. It is early odds. Joe Ostrowski off myself, Eli Herskovich. In and Thomas Casali is on the score hotline, which is presented by Alpamani Ford, Alpamani Ford and Melrose Park on North Avenue or APFord.com. And let's stay in the SEC, Tom, looking at Arkansas at Missouri. Mizzou around a three, three and a half point favorite. Jew seems to be going Mizzou's way and Mizzou handled Arkansas going back to the beginning of the conference playing the SEC pretty handily. And in that game, they were a five and a half point dog. I believe they closed five and a half, six. So now the line has swung, what, like eight and a half, nine points into this game. And I know Mizzou, of course, it's kind of reflected in the title futures market. Missouri sitting at 15 to one. What, what do you make of this game? And would you bet Mizzou at around a possession, laying a possession? I like Missouri. You know, I have them 80 to one to win it all. So uh, their team I like. Uh, we, we went against them on this week against when they played Old Miss. That was a bad spot for them. And they didn't shoot the ball well. They have games like that. They're not a, a terrific shooting team sometimes. I do think this is a good spot for Missouri. The lines kind of priced me out of it, though. I like this much better when it was going to be like one and a half, two. Now, now we're getting up there to three and a half, four points. Uh, I think this is going to be a good game. I, I do like the way Missouri matches up with Arkansas. I think they... They did well against their ball pressure the first meeting, and they did well against Alabama's ball pressure. So if they don't turn the ball over, I think Missouri gets the win and cover. But three and a half is getting up there to the point where I don't think there's any value for you. Going over to the Big East, Tom, a huge game in the Big East today in college basketball. Villanova at Creighton, two of the best teams in the conference. Nova, a three-point favorite. That line opened at around one, one and a half. So it's money's coming in on the Wildcats against a Creighton team that can also shoot it. Would you lay around a possession, similar line to Missouri, or do you think this is a little inflated now? I really like Villanova today. I like the way they match up with Creighton. Neither of these teams play defense. Uh, You know what I did here? Because I was a little surprised by the total at 144. 
I think these two teams are going to score at will on each other. I, 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 Villanova could score in the 90s, I think, in this game. So I went Villanova and the over in this game. I like both those plays. The you know when, when Villanova's offense is on, they're really hard to stop, and Creighton will have no answers for them. The, the only way Creighton's going to win this game is if Villanova's struggling from the field. I like how they just recently lost to St. John's. I think that gets their minds right. Um, and I'm not high on Creighton. I think the market's a little higher on Creighton than I am. But I will say this. If Creighton wins the game, I think it's going to have to be one of those, you know, 90 to 78 games. So I'm going to go with Villanova minus three and over 144. Tom, we don't talk about totals in college basketball that much. We stick we stick to sides, which is what we do best when we're betting on college basketball. What goes into your total process? I know you mentioned, obviously, two high-scoring teams, but overall for the audience. Yeah, I don't bet many totals, to be honest with you. I, I think this is a nice spot because I'm, look, I'm looking at two teams that can't defend the three. I'm looking at two teams that give up points in the paint. So the reason I don't bet totals a lot is because here's what you're going to do. You're going to turn on the game, and if both, both teams are going to have open shots. That I know. If they're missing them, there's nothing we can do about that. The game's going to go under. You know what I mean? But they will have the opportunity in this game for that game to go over the 144. So once in a while, I'll see matchups like that. And I understand Villanova, they play at a slower pace. Um, some of their games are a little bit lower scoring. But these two teams together, I think the pace is going to be faster. There's going to be a lot of open looks. Now they just need to knock down their shots. I, I think it's tough betting totals a lot in college, especially unders, because the last two minutes of these games, last forever and you know the, the a perfect example is Virginia Virginia games are low scoring but they shoot like a 99% from the foul line so late in games if you're following Virginia I mean they're making foul shots and their totals are always so low you're always getting right by that number so I wouldn't bet a lot of totals in college basketball I like one today but I usually bet a handful of season no, it's a good point. And when you think about Virginia, right, they play at such a slow pace, but the shooting could be there and also the free throw shooting could be there down the stretch. Or on the flip side, the pace could be there where you have two high tempo teams running up and down the court, but is the shooting there on a game by game basis? So betting totals, I used to bet a lot of totals in college basketball, probably about even in terms of sides as well. But now I just stick to sides because that's what I do best. And same thing with Tom. But man, the people are texting in right now on the Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin text line. What's your best bet of the, of the day in college basketball? Well, there's two there's two games I like. One's Villanova. Uh, that's that's probably my favorite play. And we're going to go to the Patriot League. I like Lafayette minus three over Loyola. These two teams have played like 500 times this year already. All the games have been close. But last Sunday, uh, Lafayette kind of found their offense against Loyola. I saw that game. They scored 80. Um, they, they, they've had some COVID issues where they've, they're a very – they shoot the ball very well, and I think teams like that, when they get those COVID issues, it takes them a little time to get back into it. So Loyola's lost a lot of close games. I think today Lafayette wins pretty easily at home. So my two plays would be Lafayette minus three and uh, Villanova minus three. You know, Tom, a little birdie told me that we might be going head-to-head in that game on BetQLU later today on Facebook and Twitter starting at 10 a.m. Your thoughts on that? What? Uh, which game? The Loyola game? Loyola-Lafayette. Oh well, uh, good luck. We'll, we'll we'll see how we'll see how we'll see how it goes. I actually have a Loyola hat, so if you win next week on BetQL, I will wear my Loyola hat the entire time. 
All right, it's not confirmed. Again, the birdie did not tell me straight up, but we'll see. Um, I hate that. That's so corny. All right, anyways, Tom, at the Tom Casale on Twitter. You can follow him there. You could catch him on the BetQLU podcast with myself later today on Twitter. Go subscribe wherever you find your favorite podcast. And, of course, Tom is the managing editor of sports betting for Radio.com and BetQL. Thanks for coming on today, Tom. Thanks for having me. See you soon. That is Tom Casale, of course, the managing editor of Sports Betting. And coming up next, I'll break down my favorite plays in college basketball right here on Early Odds on 670 The Score. Early Odds on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago Sports Station, broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealer. See this song I like, Sean. Two-door cinema club. What's this? What's the title? Thank you. I I didn't like the last song. That's okay. I appreciate this one. Probably shaking your head over there, at least internally. That's okay. Uh, Joe Ostrowski off today at Early Odds. Myself, Eli Herskovich, in talking college basketball for the next 10 minutes. Been a fun show so far. Vic Choksi from BeckQL and Radio.com joined me to break down today's NBA slate. Also, the NBA futures market and my co-host of BeckQLU, Thomas Casale the managing editor of sports betting for BetQL and also radio.com sports, the sports betting vertical there. Join me to break down today's college basketball card. A reminder, you can catch Thomas and I on BetQLU on Twitter and Facebook, breaking down the college basketball card starting at 10 a.m. So we go up until 11. And then also, uh, fun fact today in college basketball, they're releasing the potential top 16 seeds for the NCAA tournament. Uh, obviously, it's projected, so it could change, and it probably will change over the next month or so. But that comes out at 10.30, so we'll talk about that on BetQLU. Um, also coming up on 670 The Score, it is Bruce Levine and David Hahn inside the clubhouse in about 15 minutes. Big thanks to Mitch Rosen for letting me fill in for Joe Ostrowski today as we break down the college basketball slate. And it's been a good season so far for me. On college basketball, up around eight or nine units. And you might ask, what is a unit? Well, that depends on how much you're betting on an individual sport. So let's say you're betting $100 on a college basketball game, and that's your consistent bet on a game-to-game basis. That would be one unit, would be $100. If you're betting $200 on a college basketball game, it's still $100 is your typical bet. Then two units would be the play, and so on and so forth. So for college basketball on today's card, I want to start off with one of the bigger games on the slate. I mentioned it with Tom. Not sure if I'm going to have a bet on it just yet. Kind of want to see if this line gets up to seven. But Ohio State at home against Indiana at uh, minus six and a half, a total of 137. Breaking down the game just from a matchup perspective, I think Race Thompson's able to give EJ Liddell some problems down low. And catching two possessions, hopefully this line gets back up to seven. But staying in the Big Ten, want to... Want to keep it from that angle. I think you're catching some value with Indiana, but I want to wait to see again if this line gets to seven. Joe Ostrowski will probably text me his college basketball plays later today. Again, he's off on early odds. Myself, Eli Herskovich in for the next eight minutes before inside the clubhouse begins. So that's where we're starting the card with a potential play on Indiana at around plus six and a half, hopefully plus seven. But the game I will have a bet on in the Big Ten about an hour or two after that, is Michigan State at home against Iowa. Uh, MSU opened at around a plus 5.5 point dog, so Iowa laying 5.5 on the road. Money came in 
on Michigan State late last night, early this morning. Now uh, Iowa is a, just a four and a half point favorite on the road on points bet. So this Michigan State team played really well against Penn State earlier in the week. If you think about a matchup, uh, Aaron Henry came to play in that game. Langford also played really well. The shot is yet to come back for Josh Langford. He was out probably the last two years with some injuries, but he's come back this year. That jumper isn't as consistent, and Michigan State really lacking a true point guard in this type of a game where you're going to need it uh, against a team that wants to play up-tempo. But I still like the play, the way Michigan State is playing, especially at the defensive end. And yes, Iowa came back after losing four of their last five games. They beat Rutgers pretty handily at home on Wednesday, but Michigan State matches up really well against this team lengthwise. Similar to Indiana, Iowa going back to last Sunday. Talked about that game with Tom Casale a little bit ago. Michigan State has a lot of size that they could throw at Luka Garza. And Iowa, if you look at where their scoring comes from, yes, it comes from down low with Garza, but they rely on their three-point shooting a lot. This is the second-highest three-point scoring rate in Big Ten play, so that means where the majority of their points are coming from. And Michigan State has the best defense, three-point defense, in the Big Ten with that length against an Iowa team that wants to space the floor. I like Michigan State catching two possessions at home despite them lacking that true pure point guard play from a consistent standpoint. I think you're getting some value here with the Spartans. A couple games later today that stick out on my card. Uh, In terms of, actually, I want to go one more local angle here before I give out two of my best bets that you can also find on BetQL.com and the BetQL app. Loyola Chicago at home against Drake. Drake is catching four and a half, five against the Ramblers, and for a good reason. I know this Drake team is tops in the Missouri Valley Conference, but their best big and Hempel is out today. And Cam Crutwig, who has really transformed over the last two, three years, helped that Loyola Chicago team get to the Final Four going back to three years ago. Obviously, they had a ton of transfers that year. Clayton Custer, Marcus Towns. Still have Lucas Williamson, who was, was a freshman that year, really played a big role in Loyola getting to that the final four teams in college basketball when uh, Villanova ended up cutting the nets and beating Michigan in the title game. But that matchup, Drake missing their best big against Crutwig, I think uh, really pays dividends for Loyola. They're able to establish Crutwig down low, then go inside out. Of course, we can't bet on the game in the state of Illinois, but I think you're catching, the, the line's probably about right at four and a half, five. But because Drake doesn't have that matchup to go up, uh, up against Crutwig, you're probably getting a little bit of value from a matchup standpoint. So if you can bet on that outside of the state of Illinois, won't be a play for me. But Loyola Chicago on the road at Drake, I think they established themselves as the best team in the Missouri Valley Conference. They are playing coming up here over the next couple of days. So if you want to wait to see, okay, how does Loyola Chicago respond off a loss if they end up losing to Drake as four and a half, five point favorites? I get it. I might look that way as well. Of course, can't bet the game myself here, but. Just a lean for me, I guess, from the standpoint of because I can't play it. Loyola Chicago at Drake. Okay, a couple more games I have on the college basketball card. Uh, South Carolina today against Ole Miss. You might say, well, we talked about this game with Tom Casale. Ole Miss was a two-and-a-half-point favorite against a Missouri team that is one of the best teams in the AC, in the SEC, and Ole Miss handled them at home in that game. Won by 20-plus points, Devontae Schuler one of the better guards in the SEC and one of the more underrated guards in college basketball, shot really well from the field. Ole Miss shot 70% from the field in that game. And that's kind of my angle going into this uh, South Carolina game. Ole Miss is not going to shoot 70% again from a regression standpoint 
And they also struggle with turnovers a lot. Bottom four in the SEC in turnover percentage. And this is a South Carolina team that will turn you over. The second highest turnover rate uh, defensively in the SEC. And that's what they want to do. They want to turn you over. They want to speed you up. Top 10 in adjusted tempo in college basketball. So Ole Miss wants to play at the slow pace. I think uh, South Carolina's able to speed them up, turn them over. Watch out for A.J. Lawson, one of the better uh, stretch fours. You'll put him at the three from time to time. Frank Martin, the coach of South Carolina, does that. Uh, I think he's able to have a big game when South Carolina's able to get on, on the break. And I like South Carolina catching two, maybe two and a half. We'll see if the market comes back on Ole Miss later today. But that will be a play for me, and you can find more of that breakdown on BetQL.com and the BetQL app. Another play that I'm going with today in college basketball, San Francisco. I am fading the Gonzaga Bulldogs. I can't believe I'm doing it. Well, did it about a couple weeks ago with Pepperdine at home against Gonzaga. I'm doing it again with uh, the Dons of San Francisco. So you go back to that uh, San Francisco Pepperdine game earlier in the week. And for people that are listening, they're probably saying, why are we talking San Francisco Pepperdine? Well, San Francisco was coming off that COVID layoff in that game. And it's a really important note when you're betting on college basketball this year, because teams aren't going to have their legs most likely in the second half. It doesn't always happen. But if you look at the against the spread records, teams coming off a two-week or more COVID layoff, 16 or 17 games below 500 against the spread in college basketball. So it's an important nugget to keep in mind when you're betting on college basketball, especially in a weird year like this. I like the Dons catching 16 and a half, 17 against Gonzaga. If you want to beat Gonzaga, you have to space the floor. And this is a San Francisco team that could do just that. Two of the better mid-major guards in college basketball in Bouye and Shabazz. I think San Fran's able to space the floor really well and shoot the three at a pretty high clip. And that's how you beat Gonzaga. So I will take the, what, five, six possessions of value with San Francisco. Probably regret it later today, fading arguably the best team in college basketball. But I will be on San Francisco. Looking at the rest of today's card, I know Vic Choksi, who came on to talk NBA with me in the first segment of Early Odds, uh, was mentioning Tennessee LSU. Tennessee is around a two-and-a-half, three-point favorite on the road in Baton Rouge. I think Tennessee's gotten back on track a little bit defensively. Uh, for those that follow me on Twitter, at Eli Herskovich, Alabama was my one of my college basketball title futures bets going back to earlier in the season. Tennessee, obviously, in the same conference. We've talked about Arkansas-Missouri a little bit on the show today. Mizzou, one of the better teams in the SEC. I think Tennessee is starting to come together a little bit at that at that end of the floor. They had they have two of the uh, better freshmen in college basketball in Keon Johnson and Springer. And those two guys took a little time to develop throughout the SEC season, throughout the SEC, uh, throughout SEC play for Tennessee. Defensively, though, this is one of the better defensive teams in the conference. And I think they're able to stymie an LSU team that wants to shoot the three ball at a pretty high clip. They want to get up and down the floor. I mentioned tempo a lot today when we're talking NBA and college basketball. So if you're looking for a play in that game, it's a lean for me. Probably won't play it unless it gets back to two. But I'll be looking at Tennessee laying two and a half, three on the road at LSU. Pretty good team Rick Barnes has if you go back to some of those Texas teams. And of course, that Sweet 16 team from a a couple of years back. It's been a fun show. Big thanks to Sean Anderson for producing early odds today. Big thanks to Mitch Rosen for letting me fill in for Joe Ostrowski. Myself, Eli Herskovich, I'll be on BetQLU on Twitter and Facebook at 10 a.m. with Tom Casale breaking down 
college basketball. But coming up next, it is Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw. It's been early odds on 670 The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.